Come on. Patty, are you ready? I'm ready, George. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Lifeblood Engage. This is George G. Our guest today is strong and powerful Patty Mara. Patty is the owner of Marinette Inc. She's a consultant and the author of Up Solutions, Turning Teams into Heroes and Customers into Raving Fans. I'm excited to have you on. Patty, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Oh, sounds great, George. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on Lifeblood. I'm, I'm excited to be here. And so a little bit about my personal life. Um, uh, people that know me know that I'm a passionate horse rider and uh, have been since a child. So that's that's definitely a big facet of my life and obviously, you know, family and friends. Um, uh, and thankfully, I like to be outdoors a lot because that's been the saving grace over the last year when we've all been cooped up. For sure. Um, I'm, I'm a business coach and consultant. I uh, focus on working with independently owned businesses to position their business, like shift their business model to one that's value-based so they're not being commoditized or squeezed on price. I think that a lot of independently owned businesses or a lot of independent businesses are playing the wrong game of business. They think what they sell is their business and they're being commoditized. Um, and the reality is when you understand your businesses, the solutions you create and the relationship, relationships you develop, no one else can play your game. So that's, that's um, kind of what I do. And part of that is the team engagement because the team are really your brand ambassadors. And um, why I do it is I'm a passionate advocate. I think our independently owned businesses are the cornerstone of our communities. And I think they're going to be, you know, positioned for success, bringing our communities out of our current crisis. Nice. I appreciate that. Is another term for horse rider equestrian? Yes. It, <laughs> uh, it was funny. I heard the term horse rider. I'm like, okay, do, do people, <laughs> instead of saying equestrian, it's just interesting. Well, actually, that's funny where it comes back. In North America, we say horseback rider. In Europe, they say, why would you say back? You're just riding a horse. Yeah. That's a good point. That's funny. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> so we are certainly, uh, you know, well, we're we're in this really uni- really unique time. Hopefully, as 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 we're coming out of COVID, um, what's 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 top of mind for you? What was the the motivation behind the book? Uh, the uh, motivation behind the book was really. Um, that I've just worked with so many independently owned businesses that are struggling. And I find the, I think there's been trends going on. And one of the trends has been this movement to a customer centric solution based business model. And um, I find the trap that a lot of business owners are in is they think what they sell is their business. The team thinks that. And so they're being squeezed on price. And interestingly enough, I really think there's an advantage of where we are right now, and that is we were being squeezed in 2019, but we were we knew how to operate. I mean, the rules of engagement, if you will, for business, even if we were being squeezed, it was structured and we were still profitable and it was okay. Um, in forward, fast forward to the impact in the business world of the pandemic and lockdowns and um, you know the crisis. And I think it's accelerated 
what's happened in 2020 and we're still in it 2021 is uh, the, the crisis has accelerated existing trends. And so even if you could just, you know, you're still okay in 2019, that just no longer works in 2020 and 2021. Um, now, I think there's a huge advantage. You know, the, I love the saying that crisis interrupts all patterns. So all, everything is it's open to redesign. But you, it, and it's literally giving you the opportunity who your customers, what's important to them, what solutions you create, and how do you base your business on that? And I think that's the opportunity to really future-proof or future-forward your business. Nice. Yeah, I appreciate that. So if you are in a position where you can look at this as an opportunity to say, okay, we're, 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 we're having success, but I think that, that we're not really getting to where we want to go and what, what shifts or changes can we make right now? Um, how, how, how does a business, is it the employees, is it the owner that, that, that sort of has that recognition? How does that come about usually? Oh, that's a great question because I think it's a combination of both. I usually start talking to the business owner because obviously they're the ones that's paying attention to the profitable bottom line. Is it working? Is it not working? Do they have to lay off their team, which nobody wants to even have that conversation or think about? Um, and and so it's, I usually start with the conversation with the business owner. And that's where we start looking at the shift and the business model repositioning but then you have to engage your team. The team um, are the ones that are having most of the day-to-day contact with your customers. They're the ones that are hearing what customers are saying. They're, you know, recognizing what they appreciate, what they don't like. Um, that whole that training and customer communication, so that they hear the message, not just the words. And uh, so you have to include the team. They're going to be part of the necessary input and redesign, but then they're also the vehicle, they're the ones that are gonna be out there um, really communicating why choose us. Yeah. All right, so that so the 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 engagement begins where where, where where you're connecting with the business owner because they have a they they, they have a recognition that what they've what's gotten them there is 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 is, is not gonna get them where they want to go. Mm-hmm. And what is it? How does it take shape from there? Um, so when you do you mean when when the owner first pops up saying you know talk to me what what's possible with my business? Yeah, like how do how 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 do you diagnose? Oh, that's that's great. So it it's very the first thing we do is look at who their target audience is, and you know that's simplistic. We keep saying that almost nobody that I've worked with has actually done the work to that's identify. Funny. It's almost like we we resist getting that clarity and there's this fear that if we kind of identify our niche um, that that uh, we'll limit ourselves. Uh, there's a uh, Tony Robbins quote, you want to market narrowly, serve broadly. So other people that show up, but unless you get very clear on who your customer base are, that t- target audience, and businesses often have more than one, but you want to start with one and really understand who they are. And the moment you do that, then the marketing message and the solution placement, all of the languaging works, and you're identifying a specific solution to a target audience. Um, so the first thing is to really identify that target audience. The second is to get in communication 
who are they, what do they need, what are their challenges, what the wisdom you have, you and your team, what do you, how do you create value for what their needs are? So that's always the place we start. How funny, right? I think everybody intellectually knows <clears throat> that, that we're supposed to have that, but then the actual yeah. practice of it, so, so, so few. And that's such a human thing. Yeah, so. well, listen, I have the same challenge in my own business, even though I know that. Yeah. You still, it's almost like going through the um, refinement. It, it, takes, it takes some real work. It, it takes a lot of work to be able to communicate something simply, um, and you have to go through that whole creative process. Yeah, it does. It does take a lot of work to be able to communicate something simply. And that is hard. I think that there's so much value in having somebody like you, just somebody on the outside come in and say, okay, because we are so just in the thick of doing what we do. And we know all about what we do. It's tough for us to spit it out in a couple of words. There is actually a mathematician, I think it's Goeth or something like that, uh, in the 1930s, who mathematically proved that you cannot see a system when you're within a system. Mm. When you're just you know, breathing the air, you can't actually see the air, and that's the value of a coach. And it's why I'm in coaching programs and I have a coach because I have the same challenge myself. And you're exactly right. It's somebody who can actually take a look at the whole structure and where it is, that's value. Yeah, I heard it another way as well. It said you can't see the label of the jar when you're inside of it. So. <laughs> I always enjoyed that one as well. All right, so so you help them to get clarity on on really on, on, on who their target audience is, get past that fear that they're limiting themselves, and then help them to really craft their message and the solutions that they're providing to them. Um, where do we go from there? Um, so then it's really engaging your team. Uh, so some of the, uh, the, the byline of my book is turning your team into heroes and your customers into raving fans. And so if you're creating value and solutions to your customers and you're focused on them as relationships, not transactions, uh, you're, 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 they'll be your marketers, you know, and they'll tell you, they'll draw you where should you be putting your message, but they'll be talking about you, they'll be raving about you. But your team, everyone wants to feel like they're winning. So it's setting your team up to, to win, setting them up as heroes, that they literally get to be problem solvers. For your for your prospects and customers, um, and so that's the next piece. The team need to understand what the value is, you know, who their target audience. Again, that you know, market narrowly served broadly. How do you take care of target audience and non-target audience, you know, customers? Um, and and there's some team structure like there has to be regular communication. They need to be feel like they're in the loop. They need to understand what the position agreement is, what the standards of the role, not just what they're doing. And they need to know how well they're doing in the role. So there's really a structure to set the team up to win. But the team need to be in the loop that it's going to be your feedback and refinement from what's happening with customers. And they're the one out there delivering that. They have to be able to set up to be able to deliver an aligned experience to the value you're creating or you devalue your solution and you're back to being commoditized. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that really resonates with me, understanding that you need to obviously equip your team with the knowledge of and and to, to, to understand that message, to be able to articulate the value, but then to give them the, the autonomy to be able to get out there and then to problem solve and do it in the way that they think is the correct way and then constantly be looping them and, um, and, and communicating and 
giving them that, that, that sense that they're obviously part of this team and, and mission. So, so key. Nice. Okay. And then obviously that translates into happy customers, happy clients, um, raving fans, and hopefully that, 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 that will then, and I shouldn't say hopefully, do we, do you coach people up to, to say, Hey, we are actually growing and interested in taking on more of you happy clients? Uh, well, absolutely. So, I mean, that's the basis. And then, you know, you've also got, um, you know, your focus with lifeblood, right? You, the profits, the lifeblood of a company, um, uh, you know, the team need to understand that as well. One of the challenges I find with a lot of teams is to think that profit is what's going into the owner's pocket. Mm. So if understanding the partnership of an owner and a team and the team understanding that the, the profit is the lifeblood, that they can't grow, they can't invest, they can't add more, they can't, you know, be creative without money to be able to invest in that. And so, um, you know, what are their dials? What are you paying attention to? Where are you tweaking based on that? Absolutely. That, it's all the different components that you're almost putting the puzzle pieces together. Um, and I like to really, it's like embracing what's not working because the what's not working is communicating where do you need to focus? What needs to change? What do you need to learn? What What's missing? Um, and that's kind of the guiding piece is what is working and what isn't working and embracing that because it's giving you the information you need. Yeah, yeah. Embracing <clears throat> what is not working and really... Certainly not. Certainly not. It's the opposite, right? People probably want to avoid it, but in fact, you need to, to stare directly at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the faster you do that, I think the faster you'll grow. Mm -hmm. So this is being able to, um, I, I, I guess it's 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 change management to a degree, right? Helping because you can't just go from this is a new thing, and all of a sudden now the employees are doing it. How much, how, and it's always going to depend, but when, when you're talking to the leadership of the company and then helping them understand that this is going to take time, how, how do you help them manage that process? I think uh, part of that is I also do the team engagement training. So part of doing that is it's always been, that's been a skill set for me, um, is helping people uh, shift mindsets. And the moment you shift mindsets, you're able to look at opportunity or an advantage. Uh, you have a different possible outcome and a different way of being. So um, that's always been, it's always been a double-sided coin for me. You have to deal with the leadership and ownership and the repositioning, but also the team engagement. Um, and then it's the infrastructure. Again, I went back to that, setting the team up to win. That infrastructure has to be there to manage change um, longer term to actually see it through to, to the repositioning. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise we've just done a great job <clears throat> sort of vision boarding and spitballing ideas, but if they never actually get implemented, then it's been a, a waste of time. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to keep doing what we always done, Patty, and keep getting what, <laughs> what, 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 what we always got. So Going back to this idea of, of, I think that you're going to find that people are listening and say, well, yeah, I think that this could be me, right? But we are doing pretty well. Um, how, 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 how do you talk about maybe reading the tea leaves and say, okay, yeah, you are probably doing pretty well, but you could be doing much more? This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. 
you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Well, I think that's the um, getting into the, well, a couple things. I think the crisis has accelerated everything, right? So, so there are even um, essential service businesses, the ones that are really identifying how do I increase, my door's closed. How do I increase accessibility? How do I reinforce trust and confidence? Um, so those that invested in their websites and uh, I, you know, one business always pops to mind because they uh, increase their accessibility and communication on social media. Um, they uh, added Shopify and put everything on their website. They offered free local delivery for the first time ever. And it's the owner and the managers out there delivering, <laughs> you know, as well as curbside and, and really communicating what's happening, uh, what were some of the fears, supply chain was this, for some of the fears. So how, what they're doing to ensure they really just did the And their business has grown. They actually opened a second location in the middle of lockdown. Amazing. And I've got, you know, other businesses that are just kind of hunkering down, waiting. And, you know, they're in trouble right now. I, they're really and truly, it's this, the, I, I read, I follow Peter Diamandis, and I think his book, Abundance is a Must Read for Business Owners. His, his latest book, The Future is Faster Than You Think, and it was published before lockdown and the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, I think we've got all this incredible abundance coming with technology and the crisis is having us embrace that technology faster, sooner. And so really for businesses, it's paying attention to, uh, you know, 10 years, five years from now, 10 years from now, what do we need to be doing to have a, a, an active thriving business? And we need to be thinking that way and embracing that. Yeah, it almost sounds like that uh, if you are not trying to look ahead to, to Peter's point that it's coming whether or not you think it's coming. <laughs> In fact, it really is. yeah, and, 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 and he was right and probably right on every metric, but it just got even more right because the pandemic showed up. So got it. Well, Patty, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, um, it's really the kind of the cornerstone of what we've been talking about is embrace change. Crisis interrupts all patterns. Pay attention to what's not working and really look at what's not working and what is it communicating, what skills, resources, knowledge do you need, what will move that dial. Um, Embrace the challenge as information. Uh, and, And I think that's, and then the other piece, the other side of that is have grace. We're all going through, because there's a business impact, there's a personal impact that we've been you know, isolated, and there's a health impact that people that have had COVID. So, I think there's have grace with ourselves, but really pay attention to what's not working and the challenges because um, we're at a point that we can't ignore them. Well, I think that, that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on, come on, Patty. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you, and how can people engage with you? Sounds great. Thank you. Well, I'm certainly on all the social media. Um, channels or the main ones. Um, PattyMara.com is my website. And George, we've created a, a link for your um, listeners uh, that's PattyMara.com forward slash lifeblood. 
And then that's a resource page that they can get more information, um, find out about the book if they'd like more information about the book, a great tool to download called the Touchpoint Scorecard and even a little training. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Patty your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to pettymara.com. That's P-A-T-T-I-M-A-R-A.com slash lifeblood. Take advantage of all those great resources and pick up a copy of Up Solutions, Turning Teams into Heroes and Customers into Raving Fans. Thanks again, Patty. Absolute pleasure, George. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.